Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I sat down with Klaus Wittrup. He's the founder of probably my favorite burger place in the world, Gasoline Grill. Uh, it's also been voted by Bloomberg as one of the best burger bars in the world or burgers in the world. Uh, Klaus is an awesome guy. He's also a friend. And we got into his journey, his past, how he made it to sort of being the burger king of the world. <laughs> I'm saying it. Um, and he's he's an awesome guy. He's a, We talk about a lot of different stuff in the food scene in Denmark and Copenhagen, as well as his journey. And what why why is gasoline grill such a special place and and his vision and everything around that so i hope, really hope you enjoy the conversation and if you're in copenhagen you should definitely drop by one of their locations and eat eat the awesome burger and you know experience the specifics of what he goes into in the podcast here thanks again klaus for being on the show uh you're invited anytime again um and yeah have a good time and take care everybody thank you Hey man, how's it going? It's good. Thank you. How are thanks you? Thanks for thanks for making the time. I really appreciate it. It's, yeah, of course. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, so yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's busy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because uh, are you is your is your thing connected to the? Should be. Uh, yeah, because it's like it's like I'm you're not hearing you as loudly, but mm. it could be. It's fine. Doesn't matter. We it just keep going. Be, yeah. If it's, uh, I can figure it out later. But no worries. Okay. Um, cool. What I wanted to start off with was yeah. that, like, of course, COVID is the elephant in the room, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to go there just yet. No. Because, uh, you know, but I think what I wanted to start off with was a little bit of background. So could you just sort of introduce yourself a little bit and We'll talk about gasoline grill for sure, but just I want to know the backstory before we get into that. Sort of where did, where did you know everything come from, and what is your background? Because it's not it's not the typical journey of most restaurateurs, so it's exciting to look at no. that. Yeah, no, it, it isn't. Uh, well, to I think we have to go all the way back, maybe uh, because I've been into food uh, forever. It has been a a passion of mine since I, since I was very little. Uh, when I was, uh, I think probably like six years old or whatever, I wanted to be a chef. It's the only thing I can remember that I always wanted to be. Um, and uh, you know, my my first uh, dish I cooked for my parents was kogovang uh, when I was uh, very young, and uh, you know, I used to. Used to cook for my friends when we were having play dates, and uh, I would pretend uh, to have restaurants at home, and I would serve uh, usually tomato soup for them. <laughs> so when you were uh, six? No, I mean probably not when I was six, but that's when I—that's as far as I can remember back that I wanted—I knew I wanted to be a chef. Um. And I, uh, you know, I had my first Donald Duck cookbook uh, where I would make uh, recipes from and stuff like that. So, sorry. It, it, so it was, was definitely an innate passion. It was always yeah. always in you, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. And then I just got more and more into it. And uh, I think 
uh, early on, I also knew that if if I was going to be a chef at some point, I probably would want to have my own restaurant. Um, and then I thought uh, it's a little bit of a stereotype. But why 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 was it why was it sort of you wanted your own restaurant instead of like you know working somewhere? Uh, was that was that also a thought early on in your in your mind or? Yeah, I think um, my family has always been entrepreneurial. My dad was uh, is an entrepreneur, and my mom has has been, and my sister is an entrepreneur. So I think it's just always been in my DNA to to start something uh, for myself. And I think also I knew that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but I I don't know how much I thought about it. I just. I just know that I thought I would probably have my own restaurant. I don't know why, maybe because I didn't think I would want to work for other people or I don't know, but that, that was kind of the, that was like my idea. Uh, and, uh, and then I thought, uh, I thought it would be good to have a, a solid economic background because I, I thought at some point I, I was pretty sure that I was going to be an entrepreneur and uh, I wanted to have something. Was this, was this already like in high school or, or sort yeah. of while you were studying? Yeah. Was yeah. that already kind of building? Okay, you want to go that direction? Kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I was into a lot of stuff when I was young. I'm the kind of person that when I get into something, I have to know everything about it. And then I really... <laughs> really, what do you say, bury myself in it and, and wants to know everything about it. So I was into a lot of stuff early on. Uh, and I got fascinated by business and economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was at the end of elementary school in Denmark. I, I got really interested in that. I won the Danske Bank uh, they have, uh, you know, a stock competition where you can buy stocks, mm-hmm. and then you, uh, the one with the highest uh, return wins. And I won that for my classmates in in the tenth grade. So when I was sixteen. Wow. Yeah. So, so it, it was kind of always there. Yeah, and, yeah, and then I I thought that which was really cool. Um, and got very much into that, and I thought I was going to be a stockbroker. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and th- then after that, I went to after tenth grade, I went to America as an exchange student. And uh, and when you were for, sixteen, yeah, when I was sixteen, and for that, I really I remember I have I have been thinking about that. We I had uh, business economics as a as a, a subject in school. And I had to do. Uh, mm. are, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Good. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I had I had to yeah, do a project. Shitty, but we're gonna we're gonna keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. We all had to do a project, and we had to make our first business. And I remember actually, I didn't think about it, but I remember my first restaurant was a steakhouse. <laughs> that I wanted to make. So I, I made that and uh, that was in 92. Yeah, 92. Um, so back then I started thinking about it. Um, Where in the US did you go? And, 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 and was there like a special kind of 
I don't know, special area where there's a lot of those kind of restaurants or, or something? Was there some um, from the area you went to? Or? I went to Indiana. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's really flat and, uh, and, yeah. and boring, some would say, but I really had an uh, incredible time there. I was uh, right outside, uh, outside Chicago, so we went to Chicago quite a lot. It was 45 minutes outside Chicago. So I've been there a lot, and in that area, there is, um, there's also a lot of great burgers, a lot of legendary burgers also um, yeah. that I also got familiar with. But I don't know if there was, of course, there were steakhouses, but I don't, I, I don't know why I thought of that. It was just... Yeah, I thought it would be a nice uh, thing. And, you know, it was very practical. You had to make a business plan and make a floor plan and like all this uh, yeah. kind of like now it's pretty stupid, right? But that's what you had to do to like learn how to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, I was there for a year, and that's also where I really found my love of burgers, but maybe we can get back to that. And, and, uh, and then when I, when I came back, I just thought that uh, I would go to, obviously, to uh, high school in Denmark for a three-year, uh, yeah, just the basic, you know. Um, yeah, finish up. Yep. Yeah. And then I actually didn't think I was going to, go to university but yeah just kind of I, I wasn't very hardworking in school uh, and I, I actually thought I couldn't make it through a university but uh, but my teachers thought I could so I said okay I'll take a, a bachelor's degree in uh, economics and um, and I did and I applied and it was actually uh, pretty easy I mean it's it's not to sound, but you know, it's when you go to school, it just gradually gets harder and harder, and you don't feel like it's hard, you know. But when you're in the tenth grade and you think that you're gonna be going to university, then it's like, oh my god, that is so hard. But it, you mm. know, it's just a natural progression, so it's not. Yeah. Yeah, and I found out that it was uh, it was just a natural progression from uh, high school. Um, and I and I think it's also a lot about like if you have a knack for something like if you're if you're naturally kind of interested in it and I mean like I studied business too uh, you know also with some economics in, in it and yeah. I remember kind of you know there were certain classes where I was like oh my god this is so easy I can mm. just like not attend the classes go for the exam because yeah. I'm I'm reading the book almost for fun because yeah, it's kind yeah. of I enjoy it yeah. and I'm like oh I want to actually understand how the world works in yeah. this way. Yeah. And some things are harder. So I think it's also a little bit about the match, right, that you have. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Um, and mm. that's that's actually when I started getting into cooking for real. Uh, okay. Because I, when I was an exchange student, I got a really good friend, a Swedish guy uh, called Peter. And uh, the summer that I was going to start university, he called me and he said, hey, uh, we, we were really good friends in the U.S., uh, and he called me and he was like, hey, I bought a restaurant. I'm, I'm going to, no, I, I didn't buy, I'm going to start a restaurant. Uh, okay. Do you do you want to come and help me? I don't know anything about in, restaurants. In Sweden somewhere. Or... Yeah, yeah, mm. in the north of Sweden. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to uh, Sundsvall, 
which is uh, 400 kilometers north of Stockholm uh, for the summer. And, uh, and I uh, helped him start his restaurant. And in the beginning, it was just a small, uh, like a cafe where we just served, you know, really simple toast with salad and, you know, croque madame and stuff like that. Really simple food. But it opened up the world of, like, uh, working in a kitchen uh, for me. Did you make the food as well? Yeah, no, I was the head chef. No, I'm, I don't know yeah, why I'm laughing. Yeah. We have one of the best burger restaurants in the world. But, yeah, yeah, but, but still, like, yeah. it's, it's, funny. it's yeah. funny. Yeah, so I was the head chef, and uh, and it was just so much fun. It was just uh, we were young, you know, and it, it was always summer, uh, sunny, and oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, in in Sweden for three months, and we were just having a lot of fun. Uh, and I met a guy there uh, called Eric, an American guy. And I became really close friends with him. And to this day, he's a really close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a real chef. Um, <laughs> so he uh, came to the restaurant and and he didn't work at first, but he just hung out and we hung out and partied together and got drunk, you know, almost every mm-hmm. night. And, and then for the next year, uh, we wanted to be more, what do you say? ambitious so we built out the restaurant so we built a real kitchen now so it was like a summer every every year summer project kind of yeah it was it was actually pretty cool because this guy peter he's he he was he's he's a good salesman and he got the (laughs) municipality of sunsvall he talked them into that he could open a restaurant in the middle of the park right next to the river uh, wow. because he said that it was some kind of like a youth foundation or something. I mean, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> something like that, you know, you always need a guy like that. Yeah. 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 If you're not that guy. Yeah. And <laughs> then, good. then for the next year, we wanted to build it out so that we would have like a, a real kitchen and, uh, <clears throat> we had a patio and all that. And we also had a, a fixed structure, but we just wanted to have it bigger. Mm. And for that year, Eric would be the head chef and then I would be the sous chef and then we would make real food. Um, and, uh, and so I went back the next summer and then I worked there and, and we worked, you know, all the time for like three or four months. And that's when I really learned how to cook in a restaurant, uh, next to Eric. He showed me everything mm. uh, he knows. And, you know, we made incredible, ribs it was kind of like a we we prepared everything on the on the barbecue so uh we we made ribs that we were famous for in uh, all north north of sweden and then we did yeah and then we did that for two years i did that all through uh, my bachelor in university and then i was really into cooking you know and then i started doing uh catering uh, when I got back, and next. where did you where, where did you study? Like where, which area of Denmark? Yeah, Denmark? it was uh, north of Denmark in Aalborg, Aalborg University. Aalborg. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so it's not a very big town, but no, it's still it's a, kind of the biggest a, city in the area. So yeah, right? it's a hundred thousand yeah. or something like that. Hmm. That's yeah. my neighborhood in India. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then actually, then we then we started a restaurant in Aalborg actually. 
I forgot about that. We started a restaurant in Oslo. So you Post. after university or while this is happening? No, this was we did we did three years in Sweden, and then Peter he got rid of the restaurant, and then then me and a couple of friends opened up a restaurant, also a summer restaurant in yeah. in Aalborg. Uh, and I asked Eric to come and help. So we were there for the summer uh, in Aalborg and, and did this same kind of menu and everything as uh, we did in Sweden. But what was the, it was the kind of good quality ribs and, and you know, all that yeah, kind of ribs stuff, and chicken and salmon, just, but everything on the it's, barbecue. But it's amazing. Like if you just get good ingredients, like, yeah. you know, how, how, and you have the right people to, to, you know, make it yeah. come alive, so to speak. Right. It can yeah. be really good. Uh, you know, and I think, well, we're going to talk about ingredients when it comes to gasoline as well in yeah, a second, yeah. but I think, uh, clearly there's a, there's a line here, yeah. right. From the beginning a little bit. Yeah. definitely. So go on, you were saying, so you set up the, this, uh, you sort of, you, Eric and Peter got together again. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the yeah, three no, musketeers it, come together. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't Peter. It was some friends in all oh, of that. Yeah. So yeah. we, we did this restaurant and then we did that for a year, but it, it just, it just, all this just really got me into cooking. And you know, when you're a poor student, you can't really, yeah. I mean, I didn't have any money. So I, I, the only way, of course I had a job next to my studies, but the only way I could make some real money was if I did catering or, yeah. you know, so I started doing that. Um, and I, I actually did that more or less until I opened Gasoline Grill. I always did a little catering on the side. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. If, so even when you had your, like, because you, you've you had a business, like you've had a, yeah, like yeah. a corporate business yeah. career, right? Yeah. We yes. missed that part a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we, but we even, even when you were, even when you were doing that, right? Yeah. So, so university, you kind of had these summer uh restaurants that yeah. you uh, ran with yeah. your friends in Sweden yeah. and then you did your own yeah. and then it kind of became catering yeah. as a side gig always yes, yes. okay yeah and, and was it and what kind of like is it kind of big weddings we're talking about or, or yeah. you know we what weddings it? like birthdays yeah everything yeah, yeah. get togethers for like i don't know hmm. i remember one time i did like a it was it was a disaster. I did like a, a, a birthday for fifty people, and I was by my. I did it by myself, and I mm. I, I just I didn't think so. I I I wanted I played it the 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 first course, and that was just really stupid. And I cut myself in a mandolin. Uh, oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, it was it was terrible, but yeah, it, it went it went well, and they were happy. But it was really a shit show. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think not many people really understand, and I mean I didn't understand it until I experienced recently. You know, we uh, because that so much of running a restaurant or catering is is like science and logistics and yeah. Yeah. planning and the boring stuff, not yeah. the fancy. Chefy, yeah. you know things you think yeah. about. Yeah, uh, a friend, a friend, a couple of friends have a lot of hotel in Bonholm, and we were there uh, yeah. this summer. Yeah, and and like they're tech people who yeah. bought a hotel, yeah. and one of them, uh, the one of the two, he's actually a really good like chef, which he cooks for himself. He's yeah, really yeah. really good. Yeah, and he posts a lot of photos and everything. Mm. And but it's different when you have to make breakfast for like 
exactly. 90 people yeah you know <laughs> and you still want to keep the quality high yeah and 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 they just we were talking about some stories they went through and, and i'm like oh my god it's like you know the difference between a bad experience in a restaurant and a great experience in a restaurant yeah. is is like three percent kind yeah. of the yeah. fancy stuff yeah, and yeah, everything true. else kind of getting the basics you know really right but exactly. uh, yeah but it's yeah. kind of so, so okay let's get back to you your story so you finished university uh, yeah. in albo right and then yes. and then you kind then of my, started my the, first job yeah. actually was at austerne uh i saw yeah, could you uh, talk about what austerne is because yeah, it's quite it's, a special company yeah in, it's in it's an organic box scheme for vegetables. So it's uh, like a subscription where you get uh, incredible vegetables delivered to your doorstep. Uh, that's how it started out. So you get them every And it's, week. it's been going for a while, right? Like it's not like a new thing because it's kind of no, hard no. now to have subscriptions. Yeah, it, but started kind of... in, it started in 95. Yeah, wow. Uh, they were really early then. Yeah. And then I joined the company in 2005. I saw... Uh, I saw a TV show with uh, Austin, and I'm like, I have to be a part of that. So I wrote them. Yeah, I wrote them. Uh, they they didn't have a job uh, up, but I wrote them and and um, yeah, what do you call it? Email or something? Yeah, like you know what you send for a job. Like an application. Application, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I sent them oh, an good. application, and um, you don't have to apply for a job, class. It's fine, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. You forgot what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I sent them an application, uh, and uh, and I got a job there. I got a job as a like a purchasing person. So I was uh, in charge of purchasing everything except vegetables so that was wine and, <laughs> and dried goods and you know like a lot of 1500 mm. different items um, yeah. and we had to open up a new terminal uh, distribution terminal and i also helped with that so that was kind of where i i got to the next level because you know earlier with regards to food i had just been hustling you know and uh now I got to work with people that was former Michelin chefs and, you know, really, really skilled in everything regarding food and produce and taste and quality. And I, I, I got to work with a really great chef, uh, Thomas Hess, um, who was a former uh, chef at a legendary place in Copenhagen called Commandanten. Um, and and we became really good friends and he was my closest colleague so he really but sorry explain to me how does that work because i thought also no was like a food subscription uh, sorry a vegetable subscription box for people how how are you working with chefs in that capacity how does Be that happen because uh austin uh, are very much into finding the right vegetables and finding mm. special varieties and growing special varieties and having really close relationships with their growers uh, and also, when I uh, when I joined, as I said, we had fifteen hundred other items that that weren't vegetables. So wine okay. and tomato sauce and you know uh, dried products. And they have to be the same quality as yeah. the vegetables. It can't yes. be. No, no. And crap. it was something we had to go out and find uh, all over Europe and and also 
further away. But, you know, if we wanted a really great olive oil, then we would go to Italy and try to find a great olive oil um, and, and stuff like that. And Thomas Hiss and I were like, uh, he, he, yeah, he, we tasted all these products together. So he kind of so uh, so Thomas was also kind of helping Austin or yeah 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 he in was a way. oh yeah he was working there full time okay yeah uh, and and still is uh, working there uh, wow. yeah. and so yeah I really got into more like uh, of course organic yeah, yeah. Uh, vegetables and uh, and like taste and quality really. Yeah, dove into yeah. that i think i think it's like so difficult it's such a, such an important point maybe maybe like you know you just ran through it but the fact that a legendary chef is working in a place where you buy your vegetables from yeah like like <laughs> yeah. that's a big deal like yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen in many other places right no. and i think and i think it just goes to show kind of a the vision of Austin and what they want to do and what they're doing yeah, currently yeah. i don't know if it's the same these days uh, yeah. you said he still works yeah, there, so that's is. great yeah for sure and i think i think that's kind of just like what i've experienced in denmark is that you know it's it's not cheap you pay for it but then mm. what you get is so much more value yeah you know like you gasoline grill has ruined my burger experience because i cannot eat <laughs> burger like i can eat it at noma and i can eat it at gasoline grill and maybe yeah. there's a couple of places yeah. in the world yeah you know so you guys have kind of ruined it for yeah. us uh, for the rest <laughs> of us because it's kind yeah. of like yeah you know you get such good quality and it's not like it's fancy it's just no. real it's just yeah. like you know kind of focusing on and i think and i think kind of hosting uh, uh clearly yeah. cared about it and, and clearly yeah. you at a very young age kind of learned that while you were yeah. working there i guess right yeah. so yes I, I mean i wasn't that young but uh, still <laughs> yeah yeah hey you're young now yeah. you it's fine. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> yeah no no yeah. it's all good yeah. so how long were you at austin and what was that was, experience kind of oh it spent? was it was incredible and also austin at that time was really still a startup so mm -hmm. it was just i worked a lot i mean uh, yeah, I don't know how much I worked, but I really worked a lot, you know. Uh, but I wanted to. Uh, as you said, I was young. <laughs> and uh, and, and I you just, felt young, so that's good. Yeah, and I, I, I really got into it. I, I was really, I, I was hooked. I really thought it was awesome because you felt like almost the company was your own. I mean, you were... You weren't able to do whatever you wanted, by no means. But you could you could bring ideas to the table, and then uh, then they would be implemented if they were good, you know. So yeah. it was a lot of fun, and I really learned a lot. Uh, uh, made uh, it, it was a good time. I was there for maybe two years, and then I saw a job opening at uh, Klaus Meyer. Uh, as a business developer and I applied for that job and and I got that job um, and that was you know uh, that was just another step on on the road that I was starting to plan for myself um, by that time I was 
I thought, okay, I want to, I want to build a career in food or in uh, in food retail. So I want to work at all the best places, and then I want to become like a some kind of executive at a at one of the big supermarket chains or whatever. That was kind of that, what I, that was the yeah that was that's what I wanted that's what I thought because I thought I want to change the food system. Uh, why why did you think that why did you want to do that? Uh, I just got you know more and more into quality, as I said, and then when you go to a local supermarket, you don't see a lot of quality, not in two thousand and five or seven. Uh, it's better now. Um, so, uh, obviously also I wanted to work with Klaus Meyer. He's a legend in Denmark and a really great entrepreneur and, and, uh, yeah, I, it felt like a, a really good step, uh, for me. Uh, yeah, talk a bit about Klaus because I think, I think, um, Klaus Meyer, I think he's, he's clearly people know him, but I think, you know, cause he's doing a lot of different things, right? Like, I mean. Uh, you know, history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Yeah. Like there's yeah. some rhyming between him and you, besides yeah. the name Klaus, because because you know you're because he's also not a trained chef, right? He's no. he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He so but he's done a lot of interesting things. Yeah, I take that as a big compliment that you say that. Uh, I when I started at Klaus Meyer, obviously I knew who he was because I watched him uh, throughout my childhood. He was also he was like a TV chef when I was uh, younger. Mm. <clears throat> So obviously I knew who he was, I knew some of his company, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really think of him as a big brand at that time. And I, uh, but, uh, but after working there for a little bit, I, uh, uh, I, I really became a Klaus Meyer fan <laughs> because, uh, he was, uh, he is uh, pretty uh, great, and um, and and really, uh, he's done a lot of great things. Uh, for yeah, because his... I mean, he's 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 clearly. I think I know very little about it, but I I just I just keep hearing his name pop up in all the right places. <laughs> like I mean, you know, yeah. of course, like the, the he has the bakery chain, but he also has like. The, I mean, so many of the offices in Copenhagen, they get the food mm. from him. That's kind of the more retail heavy, but there's also fine dining that he's yeah. involved with in many ways, right? So, uh, yeah. so I think he's a really interesting guy, it seems like. Yeah, and the way that he thought about things is just, uh, is just really different, you know? When I, when I was working at Austin, all the big companies were the enemy, you know? Uh, like Hala food and all those were the enemy and Klaus Meyer he was like uh, if I want to change something then I have to work with these people because I can only change it through them so if yeah. I really want to change something then I should team up with Hala foods and have them make incredible cheese in their Hala Unica project for example, that we mm. 
in Klaus in 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 when I was at Klaus Meyer, I also uh, consulted on that business case. So we built the Arla Unica business case in yeah. Klaus Meyer uh, when I was there. You know, and that's how you think change things. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Or at least that's a very effective way of changing things. Yeah, and I think like uh, I'm gonna be talking to Matt uh, and Bowline team tomorrow, the Bowline crew. Yeah. Um, tomorrow actually, mm-hmm. and and it's also kind of interesting because it's kind of if you can find these synergies yeah. right, between big business or or the politicians or government and mm-hmm. restaurants and mm-hmm. you know the entire value chain. Yeah. And you say, hey, we all know this is the better future. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. no doubt. No. You know, and then like, can we work towards it? How do we do it? And you need people clearly like, you know, like, like plus Maya. Also, I believe, you know, I want to talk about a lot more about what you're doing currently and what you've been doing as well. Mm. Uh, and I think I feel very lucky to have stumbled into this in Copenhagen, mm. like in a weird way, right? Yeah. Like I just moved here because my wife is there. It's like, that's yeah, the only yeah, reason yeah, I have yeah. Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's really interesting. Like we're friends, and I've, I've become friends with a couple of the other indi- of people from the food industry, mm-hmm. and it's just you know awesome people like yeah. who want to try to change stuff, you know, yeah. in in their own way. Yeah. And however big or however however small it is. Yeah. I think that's just like a very um, amazing energy to be a part of, and you know yeah. things happen. Yeah. Let's switch gears now. You were you were at Klaus Meyers for a bit. And then you had another big experience, right, uh, in the business world and sort of the before. Yeah, I mean, before, we can, and like, we talk can... me about that, and then talk to me about like yeah. The, I mean, we why, can... why gasoline grill after that, and why aren't yeah. you running a co-op or yeah. one of the other big uh, firms? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we can move we can move uh, over some of the next things a bit quicker because. Yeah, then actually, when I was at Klaus Meyer, I also opened a small little uh, grocery shop. An organic grocery shop uh, actually won AOK Byn's Best in 2008 in the category organic. Uh, nice. So yeah, very proud of that. It didn't last for long, but it was it, it was, <laughs> but it, was fun. it was it was fun. fun yeah. yeah, and it was I I had I had an idea that instead of having a supermarket with uh, 3,000 items, what if you curate the items? Then you maybe only need a hundred, because yeah. why do you need ten pastas if you can just have the right pasta? I mean, yeah. So that this was, still is not solved. But this I know. is like Klaus. Klaus, get <laughs> yeah. some more money, raise some venture capital, yeah. do something crazy, and yeah. can you open some more of these? Because yeah. I think it's really not solved, right? No. And, and there's so many opportunities in yeah. in the sort of in the grocery sort yeah. of space where yeah. you know. I mean, Nimbly is doing a good job. No yeah, offense yeah. to them. Yeah. They're doing a great job. And yeah. so so are some of the other places. But I feel like, why don't we bring the best of, of kind of Nimbly and Amazon and sort of the yeah. logistics yeah. to the really, really high quality. And I mean, Austin is yeah. doing a good job too. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of space in this huge industry where people are eating yeah. every day, at least three times a day, right? So Exactly. Uh, and I think. And I think there's this huge opportunity. We we can have a business call after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, for the, for uh, this for this, I only wanted to have a hundred items, yeah. item numbers, and it was actually possible. I could have a full assortment of like, you know, it's like eighty percent of turnover. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, eighty percent of turnover is on twenty percent of the goods. You know, so that was also kind of the idea. 
And what I wanted to do actually was turn this into a tech and then offer uh, the solution to huge companies. So big offices where they could order on their intranet in a little shop and then we could deliver the same day because we deliver everything to the workplace and we only pick from 100 products so we can do it super efficiently. So yeah. the, so and, and then we don't have the last mile of uh, distribution that is very expensive. You utilize, you, you use that people are going from their work to their home anyway. So why, why shouldn't they just carry what they have ordered from their workplace? So yeah, that was the whole idea. But uh, yeah, this was in 2008 and uh, maybe- You were ahead of your time a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then I, then, I, uh, then, I, then I got a job at, I got a job at a wine, little wine company called Le Spritty Wine. It was just for a very short time. And then I got into Irma, uh, the whole the, yeah. the, the high-end uh, supermarket chain in Denmark, and um, I thought this is a good place. Now I can uh, now I can start working here and change your career, things. your yeah, that yeah. sort yeah. of that big big company kind yeah. of aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, but I really quickly find out found out that uh, you can't change anything <laughs> in the in the re on on yeah in the supermarket chains. At that time, I was like, "Why don't we sell organic chickens? Why don't we? Why don't we? We, we sell them, but why don't we really sell them at a competitive price?" And they're like, "No, it can't be done." And we, I'm like, "If Irma is not big enough, then who? I mean, if we can't do it, then and they're like, "Yeah, no, we can't do it. We tried it, and blah blah blah." So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I called up Austin and I'm like, hey, can I come back? <laughs> after a bit of a layoff, after a few yeah, years off. Yeah, yeah and they're like, uh, yes. But I said, can I come back? But you have to know I want to open a burger place. So I'll only be there for a short while. And like, they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, so you already knew after Irma that there was going to be a burger place. Yeah. Actually, and, and... I was actually talking to Klaus Meyer about it, that we should open it together. Uh, but, mm. it, but it wouldn't be... Uh, it wouldn't be gasoline grill as we know it today. It would be more of a Danish uh, grill bar. So traditional Danish grill bar, but everything done well. Uh, so mm. we, were, we were talking about doing that together. Uh, so I, I called Austin and I'm like, can I, <clears throat> can I come back? And, uh, and they're like, yes. So uh, I, I came back and it was actually, I was just going to help them with the, uh, with customer service and they were introducing a new IT system and I was pretty well uh, known or what do you say skilled in the IT system so I could help with that <clears throat> but then that job really turned into a lot more and I ended up having the responsibility of uh, something we called Austin Alive which is uh, the department in Austin where you really meet Austin. So it's the it's the farm shop up at the farm in Co-op. It's all activities at Co-op. It's team buildings, it's events, it's catering, it's uh, a bit more yeah. than customer service. Yeah. <laughs> so so all that and uh, and it was uh, and and it was really great. Uh, 
a lot of fun and and i i just love coming to the farm every day you know you see the seasons in another way when you go there and it's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful place it's very special to me uh, mm. <clears throat> so i was there for maybe four years uh oh wow okay so yeah <laughs> the burger idea took some time <laughs> yeah yeah because got, i, got I just i just there. got caught up all the time yeah, yeah, you know, yeah and it, i was yeah. supposed to save money but i didn't really save any money <clears throat> <laughs> so, so life, yeah. <clears throat> yeah and then all of a sudden i got uh, i got headhunted for a position in in something called total produce nordic and nobody knows what that is, but it's actually the largest fruit and vegetable company in Europe. Oh. Uh, yes, and they needed a, a marketing and innovation manager. Uh, and I thought, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do the interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I actually ended up getting the job, uh, and that was pretty crazy. So. So How I long had, were you there? I was there for a little more than a year. I thought, but uh, that's like a total level change, I can imagine, right? Yeah, like yeah. from beautiful farm life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm making it sound, <clears throat> you know, a little bit more, a little bit more dramatic. This than it was is, but then really, sort of the, really corporate. The biggest. Yeah. Yeah, and really exec, executive. You know, it was like wearing a suit almost and traveling, and uh, I was part of the. Uh, board of not board of directors but uh, like the <clears throat> like the nordic uh, like the nordic, the nordic kind of ma- management group yeah and management all that group. kind of stuff so and it's you know they 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 turn over like how much was it like five and a half billion or something like that it's a really that was only Damn. our the whole company was like 20, Little, yeah. 23 billion or something like that it's really crazy wow. you know yeah, so they're big, really big. <laughs> and it's so like after, so after, after a 50 year, per, there, fifty percent like... of all bananas <laughs> sold in uh, Scandinavia was from, uh, yeah. Wow. And yeah, I mean, and, and Scandinavians are the ones in the world eating the most bananas. Oh wow! Okay, so <laughs> that's a, <laughs> a lot of a lot of bananas for one yeah, company. To sell. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. pretty impressive from a yeah. business perspective. Yeah. So, so that happened, and then after that, you were like, "Okay, now the time is right." Or, and, or, and or... During that, I was like, "Okay, this is not me." I mean, this is—I no. uh, have gotten to the point where I think, and I, I'm like, "I tried it now." Uh, yeah, that that <laughs> dream, that goal yeah, is achieved, yeah, yeah. but this is not me now. So, yeah, it, it was just that that goal uh, wasn't the right goal. That's what I found okay. out. It's like, uh, hmm. yeah. But it also, you know, it gave me financial freedom because it was, uh, yeah, good salary. So then I had, yeah. uh, then I had the freedom actually to, to make gasoline grill, uh, to pursue that. Let's talk about gasoline grill. Where, where did I mean you? Clearly, your background now shows that you always wanted to do it from a young age you know you had all these experiences around quality and working mm. with some great people yeah uh you know class maya also also from a corporate perspective and a business thinking perspective this yeah. this uh, last large uh, large company yeah um so all of that together and then you start 
of burger bar at a what's it called a petrol station yeah <laughs> and how did how did how, what happened let's talk about sort of the beginnings and and you know and then and then where we are today and, and then yeah. what the future holds yeah. right so yeah you know at that time whenever i told anyone that i wanted to open a burger place they said i was stupid uh, and then it was like uh, and which year which year is this in now which where, where yeah this is 2015 and that was like there was a lot of burger places. I mean, there are more now, but at that time there was a lot and and burger places everywhere. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to open a burger place. And they're like, oh my God, you're, that market is so saturated. Um, I mean, there's no room. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I think there's room. And that, you know. <laughs> um, so, and then, but why burger? Like, still, like I think because you know, I mean, you could have done anything. Like, why pick a burger? And and why again go into the saturated market? Like, yeah. well, what was the what was the vision or what was the goal behind that? Uh, I knew I could make a great burger. That's all you need sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew for sure yeah. I could make a great burger. Uh, and a burger that wasn't in, that wasn't in Copenhagen at that time. Uh, I was thinking about a lot of other things. I was also thinking about, okay, uh, lobster rolls. I was thinking about oyster, like a oyster, stand-up oyster bar. Oh. I was thinking about like a bistro or whatever but i knew for sure i could make a burger i i was i knew i i mean i was pretty sure i could make a bistro but it wouldn't be me in the kitchen you know uh, I, I didn't think i would be skilled enough for that uh, but i would still be able I, I mean i could run it as an as a restaurateur and i could help develop menus and make systems and all that uh, but I knew for sure I could make a burger myself. So uh, that's, and yeah, and then the love of burgers has always been there. And I thought I, I was a burger nerd at that time. I was, I was the guy that every time a new burger place opened up, I would go there right away, test yeah. it out and be like, yeah, well, you know, why didn't know that you do? You know, and I, I see I see all these people now, and I saw them in the beginning. They come to us, and they're like, and and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I used I used to do that too, you know. Yeah, that's right. And go open your own burger bar. Exactly. <laughs> like, so I think the difference is right. Like you were you went from being the the critic to kind yeah. of also jumping in the arena yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, let me prove that I can do this. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And and so so the first place you cooked it yourself. You made yeah. all the burgers yourself. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And and going back, I mean, I I I knew that if I wanted to open a burger place, I knew I it had to be something special. I couldn't just open in a in a in a normal shop because I knew I had to get uh, I had to get publicity. And I thought the perfect way to get publicity is to open it in a gas station because I saw the gas station and it was just, yeah, the, yeah. it was the perfect location. I was like, and was it, was it that specific one yes, in the city center yeah. that you thought about? Like, okay, yeah. I want this one. Yeah. I wrote, I, when I, when I quit at the Totem Produce the same day, I rode my bike uh, past the gas station to see because I had been past it some months earlier and there was a sign in the window that it was for rent uh so i rode past it again and uh, and but it was taken now and i'm like oh shit but uh but i thought maybe uh maybe they would be willing to move out of it uh 
so it was a donut shop and and the 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 place had changed concepts a lot of times so i thought yeah maybe they're not doing well uh so i contacted them and and you know they're like no 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 but we are doing so well and you know (laughs) (laughs) and then i i just uh, sat in the bookstore next to for a couple of days and and watched if they were busy and i i couldn't see that they were so busy (laughs) Uh, so I went back and I'm like, but you know, and then they're like, no, no, no. But then they called me three days later and they're like, yeah, we can talk about it. If, if you want to take it over, we can talk about it. And I thought that that would be great because that would give me, that would be something to talk about. And then it would bring people in and then they would taste the burger and then the burger would do the talking, you know, um, and uh, also, it's it's like a reference to the first burger places in America. They were like roadside, kind of the same look. Uh, and I liked yeah. I liked the part that it, the fact that it was very very small. Something yeah. we, something we talked about at Myers when we did Myers Bakery was, we want to have a line out the door. And I'm like, I want to have a line. How can I have a line? I have to find the smallest room possible. <laughs> I mean, then, <laughs> then, yeah, then, <laughs> then, then uh, yeah. I mean, three people, three guests, then there's a line, you know. <laughs> you can't uh, even get inside the room. You exactly. Yeah. In the beginning, you could get inside, but we changed that. So, oh, okay. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and then I thought, uh, yeah, I'll just think of it like a, you know, like a traditional hot dog place, you know, the hot dog carts. Yeah, it's yeah. it's roughly the same like size. A truck, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's roughly the same size, but uh, it's just uh, stationary. So that's how I yeah. thought of it. Uh, and then I thought, yeah, I can uh, I can stand there and uh, I can sell. So in, so in the beginning, in the beginning, it was like all your own money. You said, okay, I'm just gonna go there and I'm gonna cook it myself. Mm. And or, or did you already sort of start talking to investors or kind mm. of how because. I mean, we're going to get to how many locations you have today. And mm-hmm. clearly you're not slowing down in the pandemic, it yeah. seems like. No. Uh, so, you know, clearly things have changed. But yeah. in the beginning, was it already kind of like, okay, I'm going to test this out myself? Or what was your thinking? No, actually, I I thought uh, I would like to have a partner. Uh, so I had a friend and he was like, yeah, you know, he, had, he has a lot of money. And he was like, yeah, but shouldn't we make a bistro instead? And I'm like, ah. I don't, I, I know, I, as I said, I'm like, I know I can make yeah. a great burger. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm not really, oh, I don't know. He didn't think it was that sexy. And he's like, but okay, we can do it. And then we can just always do something else, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he's yeah. like, I like you. So take the money. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. But then, uh, yeah, then I called one of my old colleagues at Austin because I had to, I mean, I had to make an agreement with my friend. Uh, and I'm like, uh, and 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 my old colleague at Austin, he quit Austin because he went out and started a few cafes. So I called him, and he was like, uh, because I wanted to get his advice on the agreement, and he's like, uh, what are you doing? And I'm said, I said, yeah, I'm do- I'm making a burger place at a gas station, and it's gonna be great. And he's like, oh, but maybe we should meet. So I met up with him, and he's like, oh, but uh, I think. Uh, we would like to be investors in that. 
And I'm like, yeah, but I have an investor already. I don't, I don't need that. And he was like, yeah, but I think you should just meet uh, the guys. And I said, okay. So we met and then uh, I, I told them what I wanted to do. And I said, uh, I mean, this is how I want it, <laughs> more or less. And, mm. and it's, I already have an investor, so let's take it or leave it. And then 20 minutes later, they called, yeah, we want, we, uh, we want to do, we are ready. And then I thought, okay, awesome. I thought, okay, I will go with these guys. And, you know, at that time, I actually felt sorry for my friend because I, I thought this is going to be a huge success. Yeah. But, I, but, I thought, but did he, no, but was but, he okay with it? Like, okay, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it made sense because, as I said, he wasn't into it. He was no, no. just like, yeah, whatever, okay, it's not what I want to do, but we can do it. So, uh, and that's what I said, you know, and, um, and then... Uh, he was okay with it. Now he he's not yeah. okay with it. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's it's also sometimes I think in the beginning of any project, yes, you knew it was going to be success, and but there's a long road from you know yeah. the, the journey and the journey. You need partners who are going to believe in this together, right? Yeah. And and if uh, you know, there's there's a saying or some management coach said once, which I really like. He's like, when you're starting a journey. If you have a small, 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 tiny stone in your in your shoe, yeah, you know, in in half an hour you have a massive blister and there's yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so there's there's definitely in the beginning you want people who really strongly, you know, even if, yeah, you know, like in your case it was not an ideal situation. Maybe he has some bad feelings or whatever, but you know you have to do right for your vision. And if yeah. these other partners were you know, more yeah. interested and more open uh, and more f- believing in the idea. It makes sense. Yeah. And I think actually if it, if it, if I had gone with my friend, I'm, I'm not sure it would have been, I think he would have been more aggressive because he's very commercial. He would have been more yeah. aggressive on pushing, uh, you know, okay. Now we, yeah. Now we just have to, you know, capitalize. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and that's, that has been important for me that that's not really what it's about it's a good yeah. thing it, it 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 it's uh it's something that gives us the possibility to do what we want to do and that's yeah. great it gives us possibility to grow and make more and do more great things yeah. the idea with gasoline is to push organic produce yeah uh, so the more we grow, the more organic produce we can buy, and the more yeah. hopefully the more farmers can uh, uh, turn into organic. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So that, like now you you've got your first setup going. It's it's going well. Clearly, it's going well because yeah. you know you guys grew like crazy. And yeah. before we met, I probably have had. I don't know how many burgers from gasoline grill before we ever met, yeah. because I just was like, okay, you know, clearly. You understood the branding, you understood like marketing, you understood mm-hmm. positioning, you all thought about it from the beginning. Yeah. But talk to me about the early sort of early years uh, and like, you know, where are you today? Like, let's let's get that journey yeah. uh, figured out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I mean, uh, I just really wanted to make a great burger for myself. I wanted to make it the way I wanted it. 
So simple and really great ingredients. Um, and then I uh, and then the the small location made it so that we had a very limited capacity. Also in the beginning, it was only me. And then I hired a young guy that I had I had at Austin that helped me in the farm shop, uh, Victor. He was uh, employee number one. <clears throat> so, uh, but he was traveling all the way from Humlebeck, so he couldn't work like every day. But he was a uh, he is a great guy, and now he's like a fighter pilot or something. But uh, yeah, <laughs> That's so crazy. yeah, yeah. But but he helped out in the beginning, and then. Uh, but then other than that, it was just me. So I thought, okay, I can't just say I'm open from 11 until eight every day because I mean, what happens if 200 people show up or 300 people? I mean, I can't, I can't make 300 burgers by myself. So I thought let's uh, actually the first name of my concept was 100 burgers. Mm. I wanted to make a place where we made 100 burgers every day. And I told that, yeah. yeah. And I told that to my first friend, my commercial friend, and he was like, oh, that's the worst idea ever. What if you, <laughs> what if you could sell 200? I said, then we open one more. And he's like, no, but that's not. I said, listen, if we can sell 100 burgers in two or three hours, that's fine. I mean, we close. And then uh, we know exactly, we know our food cost. I mean, we know everything. Uh, it becomes very, very efficient. And he was like, yeah, but you know, and I said, but we just open more locations. And then each location is still very easy to overlook. So every location is like a, a very small business and a very small business is easy to to get your yeah the 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 moving parts are not yeah, too big it's exactly. not there's not too much waste yeah either on the food side or the money side it, yeah. it makes sense yeah. because the fixed cost is low and then you know yeah. you can control the expenses. Yeah. yeah so that was kind of the uh, that was my first concept um, but then i was like yeah okay maybe it's uh, maybe it is a little bit crazy maybe it's taking it too far i have always been also with the grocery shop with 100 items you know i have always oh yeah I have always liked to look at something and then do the complete opposite. I like, what is everyone doing? Okay, what's the opposite of that? That's what I should be doing. <laughs> and that, that's, uh, that's also kind of what I thought of with, the, with, the, with gasoline grill, obviously. But then I thought, okay, for the first uh, period here, we will just make 100 burgers just to see and then... Uh, so we won't have closing hours. I'll just close when we're sold out. Yeah. And that actually turned out to be a really great uh, marketing thing. I mean, it wasn't thought of a marketing thing. It was thought of. Because you, you were doing in, it alone. In, yeah. In my first concept, 100 burgers, it was thought of as a marketing thing also. <laughs> but, but for this, mm. it was just like, I need a handbrake. Uh, emergency break you know if if i have uh, 200 people in line i'm gonna get killed i don't want that <laughs> i have to be able yeah, yeah. to shut the door and say okay that's it for today so yeah. that was that was the reasoning behind it and then uh, yeah the first day i didn't make 100 burgers i made 54 burgers and they were sold out 
uh, and a lot of my old friends and colleagues and also like people in the business came and tasted the burger and and, uh, and luckily they really liked the burger uh, and that's what I thought people how much would... how much has the burger changed since the beginning like what is the menu similar or yeah completely the same I mean uh, I think our burger has probably never been better than what it is now uh we have not that is another thing it's like what is everyone else doing they cut on quality and they cut on sizes and stuff like that what am i doing i want to do the complete opposite so we go up in quality uh, in the beginning our bun wasn't organic it's organic now uh, our fries wasn't organic they are organic now we get them made from from potatoes from the western part of Jutland. They're made specifically for us. It's still crinkle cut. We've gotten a lot of shit for that, but I mean, I like that. That's the fries I got when I was a kid. That's and, it. Uh, yeah, now we just, uh, we have our own crinkle cut organic fries made. So the journey has been like that. Every time we can improve, improve on, on something, we do it where we, while... where we don't cut quality. And while we're on the ingredients, like, you have on the menu right now you have a cheeseburger right yeah. what else do you have you have a couple because i only get a cheeseburger that's all i know i don't even look <laughs> at the menu i'm like cheeseburger yeah exactly extra patty that's a heavy that's a heavy thing with the extra patty yeah not every not every not every oh, okay yeah. my wife will listen to this yeah. so she's gonna give a shit if i get yeah. an extra patty every time yeah no no but yeah, actually have... you actually just on that note, you don't need the extra patty. I don't know mm. why you guys put it on. It's a bit dangerous yeah. because it's so amazing. Like I, I got so the extra good. patty one of the one of the last times, yeah. and I just was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah, this crazy. is like yeah. almost too much of a good thing." Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. I need to like take a break. Yeah, I, I need to fast for half yeah. a day or something. Yeah. After this but the thing is, easy. a double burger just eats so well. There's something special about when you bite through it and and the double cheese and all that. So, oh, yeah. dude, it's amazing. Yeah. We can learn out about that. <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about the let's talk about yeah. the menu and let's talk yeah. about the ingredients because you yeah. started talking about the ingredients. I really want to double yeah, yeah, yeah. and see. Yeah, no, we mm -hmm. have we have a cheeseburger. Then we have an original burger. You know, our cheeseburger doesn't have lettuce or tomato. It only has uh, onions and pickles. And that's actually the burger I wanted to make. Uh, but then I got a little bit scared. Uh, uh, so I said, okay, we need to have a burger also with lettuce and tomato. So that's the original. So, the ori so lettuce and tomato, no cheese? No cheese. You can add cheese if mm. you want. The original yeah. is... Um, it's more like what you, how you would know a normal burger. The classic kind of yeah. the original. Then we have a butter burger. And that no. is, yeah, it's like a cheeseburger, but instead of cheese on top, we put a big uh, slab of butter. And uh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's actually a Mid Midwestern thing. Uh, from the U.S., like a Michigan kind of thing, and and that's where I was also when I was an exchange student. So I I I'm familiar with it from then, and I thought, yeah, I mean, that is it's it's incredible, you know. Seared beef and butter, just really, it, it's a classic combination. I mean, yeah, yeah, amazing. So yeah. I thought, yeah, that is gonna be another another like a novelty thing in on the burger scene. 
it's going to be something also, uh, it's going to be great, but it's also going to be something for people to talk about. And then yeah. we then we have our green burger, our vegetarian choice. And that is also different from other places because we use seasonal uh, vegetables. So the patty is always different. It's not always, but it's seasonally different. Or... Yeah, but it's not a patty. It's actually okay. it's whole vegetables. And when we opened up, it was in April. So it's actually the idea came from uh, a legendary chef here in Copenhagen. His name is uh, Røde Klaus. And he is, uh, yeah. I'm not going to say that. There's no. no way in hell I say that. I yeah. love you, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Klaus, but yeah. that's not coming out. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, well, Klaus. And he's actually known for making really, what do you say, Gre- not greasy, but really like heavy, creamy, buttery food, you know? And I, I love uh, eating at his old place, uh, government. And I was there and we were talking about it, and he was like, and I was asking him, what do you think about a green burger? And he was like, use whole vegetables. Take them in season. Take asparagus. Fry them really hard on the on the pan. And they will almost taste like meat. They will have umami. I'm like, that's a great idea. So I tested it. And I was like, this works. So when we opened up, it was uh, green asparagus. And it's green asparagus all uh, through spring, all the way to Sankt Hans, midsummer. Yeah. And then, uh, and then from there, it's a summer courgette that we also cook hard on the on the grill. And then uh, from there, it's a different kind of mushrooms, chanterelles and wild mushrooms. And then we go into portobello mushrooms uh, late in the season. I think what's really cool is that, like. Clearly, I only order one thing yeah. when I go. Yeah. But now talking to you, I'm like, it's actually quite a quite. It's using again. I think t- talking about what you said, the sort of you know, industry does one thing, you do one thing. Yeah. Like it's almost like you know taking something which is considered like an afterthought, like a weakness, a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, vegetarian burger. Yeah. yeah. What it, that doesn't really make sense yeah. to most people. Yeah. Uh, but you've made it into like its own dish in a way. Yeah. It's like it's the most versatile. Yeah. dish on the menu because yeah. it changes and it's very very on you know in timely and it's not a afterthought it's really yeah. you know a fourth pillar of your menu in a way yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's really it's really cool really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm i'm gonna have to try it now yeah uh, for uh, sure it, so, it, nice. and you and you can also have it with you can add, always add a patty <laughs> oh no, shit i'll do that that's perfect yeah no, so 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 the idea for the, the also the reason why I didn't want to do a patty, and that's why I asked a lot of different chefs uh, or friends, you know, what, what because I always think a patty and a vegetarian patty is like dry and you know, for me the vegetarian burger, it the most important thing, it had to taste incredible. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't care about okay if you're getting your protein or whatever. When you when you eat a a green burger at gasoline grill, you're getting a treat. You're not yeah. eating it to get your protein fix as a vegetarian. You should do that somewhere yeah. else. Here we make something that tastes great. Um, and and also going back to Austin. Uh, you know, when you work at Austin, you are part-time vegetarian. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's that, yeah, yeah. and it's just all about vegetables. And that's for me, 
that's what it is. It's about vegetables. So I wouldn't want like a soy or bean patty or whatever. That's not what it's about for me. So no. it, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Klaus, all the Klaus uh, came with that idea and it's, uh, it's just brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is, so almost all the ingredients are organic now yeah. like the, the and what about the what about the bun the you know yeah cuz you bun. guys have some amazing buns and you also thanks <laughs> sorry that yeah. came out wrong yeah. but, <laughs> but you know you guys yeah. have, i mean every part of the it's it's funny right like mm. uh, my my favorite places in india uh whenever i go back home mm. they make like one or two things yeah like the menu is like you can put it on a on a on a visiting card. Yeah, like yeah. it's so small. Yeah. It's 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 like what do you do? Two three things. That's all we do. Yeah. And yeah. and and some of the better places in India, like there's you know like there's there's a place uh, I'm gonna talk about this because I love this place. Uh, it's in Mumbai. Yeah. Uh, it's right behind the Taj Hotel, which is the fanciest hotel uh, yeah. uh, chain in India. Yeah. And they make like um, grilled meat yeah uh like a meat patty but they kind of instead of instead of on a instead of yeah. like how a burger mm. they just sear it mm. and then they put like in in the perfect rolled bread roti yeah, yeah you told me they about put that, that and yeah. they put uh, um, this is like every time we meet <laughs> yeah. this is the same conversation i'm like a 95 yeah. year old man <laughs> but it's like with some with some yeah. onions and some like mint chutney yeah, and yeah like it's it's really there it's funny but like when I get a burger at your place or when I, you know, go to some of the other restaurants that yeah. do a good job, yeah. I'm brought back to these memories because yeah, it's yeah. like, it's the obsession and the focus on, you know, the onion, like yeah. who cares, but yeah. they care, Yeah. you know, the, the, like the, the everything. And I think mm. that's, I think what's exciting as well and why I really want to, you know, why I want also wanted to talk to you because I do yeah. think, you know, you don't think about it when you get a burger, but clearly mm. you focused a lot on the ingredients. Yes. And and you said that the vegetables are organic. You said the bun is organic. Talk about that. And yeah. then and then I want to know where the meat comes from. If yeah. it's not a trade secret, like yeah. you know, like you know, because and I think uh, I have a special question about about something else later. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's from a from a from a from my wife. I have to ask about something, but okay. uh, I'll ask about it now. Yeah. Where. Tell me, can you share the recipe of the sauce? Because everyone, that sauce is like your, I don't know, gasoline grill sauce yeah. is like, yeah. and my wife was like, please ask Klaus yeah. about the sauce. Yeah. I was like, I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to tell me. No, but I'll ask. I can't, I can't. No, no. <laughs> then I'd have to kill you. But it's you. good. Yeah. It's, no, no, yeah, yeah but you know, the sauce is, it's like a classic uh, Thousand Island, more or less. So it's yeah. a Thousand Island dressing. And then we just uh, give it a little extra, a little extra magic. But but talk about the meat and talk about the the other yeah. ingredients. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, everything in the burger is there for a reason, and uh, mm. it's uh, there's nothing that is by chance or you know uh, nothing in the burger. And that's and then I can't go more into detail with that. But <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No. But, okay. Um, yeah, but you know the bun when <clears throat> when. Uh, when you know when I'm thinking about great burgers in America, you get a potato bun, and it's yeah. not something that we know about in Denmark. So I'm like, okay, I have to, I want to do this right. I want to have a potato bun, yeah. <clears throat> and there is a potato bun that every that everyone almost 
or most good places in this or yeah most good places in the state use it's it's called a martin's potato bun so i reached out to them and i'm like hey can i uh, import martin's potato buns can i maybe become a distributor in scandinavia yeah and they're like, yeah, well, maybe, and uh, but you have to take a container at a time, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's a little bit too crazy. So I'm like, okay, then let me look into baking a potato bun. So I did a lot of research on that, and did a lot of baking in my home kitchen. And I'm not really a baker at that time i was now with corona everyone is uh, everyone is a baker right <laughs> but yeah. yeah at that time i wasn't really into baking but <clears throat> i did a lot of testing and i and i came up with the recipe that i was happy with and then i brought it to uh Anderson bakery the head baker there uh, nicholas that is he's like super skilled baker guy he's he's on like the national baking team and stuff like that in denmark wow yeah he's really crazy and i gave him the recipe and i said hey can you do something like this and he's like what a potato bun i never heard about that <clears throat> and i'm like yeah try it out and maybe tweak it a little bit and then i uh, and then i came back and he was like he made the potato bun he's like this bun is pretty incredible he said I never, I mean, this is pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, the rest is history. You know, before we yeah. did a potato bun, no one in Copenhagen did potato buns and knew about potato buns for burgers. You know, people have done potato bread, but, but nobody has done potato yeah. buns. And I really, you know, the bun is such an important part of a burger. I wanted, you know, the bun to be super fluffy and that's what we achieved and i wanted to be yeah. able to soak up juices and not fall apart and that's what you can do with a potato bun yeah so uh, yeah no but i mean honestly i think like i want to i want to switch gears a little bit from mm -hmm. now sort of the ingredients to the overall gasoline grill like experience and brand and mm -hmm. and how many locations do you have today because congratulations recently i saw that you opened up uh, in the most famous park in the world, yeah. <laughs> or theme park, or the yeah. oldest at least yeah. in Tivoli. Yeah. yeah, congrats on that. Thank That's you. Amazing. Thank you. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> how many how many locations? And and talk about the brand and talk about how you've kind of taken it from, you know, uh, the early days to now. Because I know you've done some amazing uh, also collaborations you do with some of the other people in the city. Yeah. Talk a bit about the experience and you know all of that. Yeah, I mean now we have six locations. Uh, in Copenhagen, one is a, a, a seasonal location out of Bones Gadekirken, uh, and then we have other... which is next close to Noma, <coughs> right? Close to the yeah. old Noma area, yes. like the exactly. what's it called, the open kitchen, street kitchen. Yeah, Bones Street, yeah, Bridge Street kitchen. Yeah, another thing I will not talk about. I will not say the name, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that beautiful area next to Newhound, across the bridge. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, where there's ice rink now or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it was there anyway. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we have a location there, and then uh, we have uh, five uh, all-year locations. We have, uh, you know, we have the gas station, and we were so busy at the gas station. Actually, you know, we got the review in Bloomberg as one of the best burgers in the world. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you you made it on the list with like 
I mean, you would, it's like funny because there's like, you know, they go through the countries yeah. and it's like Denmark, gasoline grill, keep going. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like every country has like five or six or yeah. eight or 10, you know, or whatever. Yeah, we are actually the only one in Scandinavia. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Really, really yeah. props to what you guys are doing. There's no, yeah. I mean, like I can hear, sit here, talk about it. I'm not a professional. I'm just like, you know, I like, I like to eat good stuff. So, yeah, but that's amazing. No, but yeah. uh, well that, done for that. Thank you. And that was year one. We got that. That was in January year wow. uh, one, you know, so we were super busy at that time. And that's when people, you know, the broad public noticed us before that we was we were also super busy. I mean, we had, had <laughs> we had had an incredible summer and we had so many regulars and so many fans. Uh, and then we kind of blew up with Bloomberg, you know, and we had a line in the middle of winter with snow. We had a line of 200 people, you know, it was just crazy. I have to tell you a line story because mm. when I was in the line once yeah, uh, at the main gasoline grill station, I, you said line, so it reminded me. Yeah. I was standing in line with three French rappers. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I listened to them, so I know them. And, oh, and I was like, I was like, oh, cool. You know, what are you guys doing here? Oh, we're here for a gig. Yeah. But, you know, we heard about this awesome burger. Yeah. And it's like minus five yeah, yeah, yeah. in winter. And yeah. these guys are like, like they're really famous yeah. in, in, you know, in the French rap scene. Yeah. And they're here for a concert yeah. to, to perform at the concert. And they're yeah. standing in line. Like, <laughs> so just, just to sort of, you know, yeah. like, uh, you guys it's, are doing a good job. But keep going. That's yeah, crazy. You know, you know, line stories. I mean, we have, we have, so many uh, famous people uh, come to Gatling Grill, you know. One time I was actually standing um, behind uh, the U.S. ambassador, Rupert. What was his name? Oh. Rupert. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. U.S. ambassador. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, sorry, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that was like the, the, the Cadillac like almost, it's not like the president's Cadillac, but it's a big Cadillac. It was like parked next to and he was standing in front of me and he walks up to the window and he's like, yeah, I like a burger. And they, we always ask for the name. And they're like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, Rupert. He was like, okay. And he's like a regular. I've seen him so many times down there. <laughs> and cool. they shout his name. And now That's I see cool. him on TV talking about, yeah, he's part of the Biden administration and all that. So it's pretty crazy, you know? So yeah, a lot cool. of stories yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, we have like a, yeah. like a rapper from Ghana. That has like three million, three, yeah. three million followers on Instagram, and he wants to, he wants to, he wants to do a franchise in Ghana with Gasly Grill, and he's like writing me all the time. <laughs> but that's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, no. So, but, we, so there's six. Uh, sorry, yeah, five locations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have the gas station, and just the the reason why I started this was because. Yeah, we yeah. were so busy at the gas station and, and you know, the it was like, okay, we have to open up a new location to like relieve, to take some of the pressure of the gas station. So we opened up close yeah. by at Nils Hemmings right in the center of town. Uh, yeah. And then from there, we opened uh, more locations. Yeah, we opened at Vesterport at the platform at the uh, train station. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. And we opened at uh, Kasper Bühne and we opened at yeah. Werner Damsvai. Uh, yeah. 
I wanna I wanna talk about that location a little bit because that's a special one, right? The Van Adam Swai one. Uh, they're all special. I mean, they're all special. <laughs> yeah, they're all special. Like yeah. they're all your kids. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, I think they're all really beautifully designed. But the mm. Van Adam Swai one, I, I saw it appear in some architecture magazines yeah. as well. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Because uh, because you partnered up with a pretty interesting uh, firm for that, right? And you yes. guys did some some very. Yes, we cool had. Stuff. Yeah, we did. Uh, we had David Tulstrup did the design on that one uh yeah. and and he did a really good job it's a it's a beautiful location uh and yeah it, yeah. it has been in a lot of architecture magazines and it has also yeah, been mean, nominated for awards and stuff like that yeah it's beautiful i mean i mean i've, I've been to all of them except Tivoli, uh yeah. and, and i think uh i think they they're really they're all really nice but this one has a Something special about just the way it's organized and, yeah. and the seating and everything. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but and then Tivoli, when did that open? Uh, that's it's not open yet, but it will open. It's not open yet. No, we are building okay. it at the moment, but it will open in spring. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Thank and you. And you also have something. In the, the, did I see something at the airport was coming? Yeah. Or, or yeah, we're opening up in the on, on hold. It's on hold, okay. but uh, I mean, it will open. Uh, yeah. as, as soon as I mean they are in index five, I think in the airport. <laughs> no, okay. So they what have, does that mean? Yeah, it means uh, if they're used to like index a hundred, and now they're at index five ah. on uh, on visitor yeah, numbers. So I think they have normally yeah. they're like eighty five thousand uh, passengers through every day, and now it's like fifteen hundred or something like that. So wow, it's crazy. So this is a good transition to talk a bit about Corona. Yeah. Uh, COVID, because I mean, you're in the restaurant industry, and we've talked. We've been talking about you know how great everything has been going, mm. uh, and your journey so far. But clearly, you know, COVID must have affected you guys in some way. Yeah. Talk a bit about how this past year has been for you, and what are you, and you know what's uh, what's happening from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> for it's been a roller coaster, you know, when when. When Corona hit in March here in uh, Denmark, it was it was just crazy. You know, you didn't know if you were going to go bankrupt and lose your business or what was going to happen. Uh, so it was a very stressed, stressful time. Uh, yeah. But you know, we have always been a lot takeaway. Uh, we have had a lot of takeaway always, and we have been able to continue with that, and uh, and we still do a lot of takeaway. So we have, I mean, we have we have done okay through the crisis. I mean, I'm happy that I'm not some of my colleagues that have uh, full full service restaurants. I really feel for them uh, uh, because that must be really tough. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that tomorrow with uh, with um, with Matt and uh, Christian and Eric from Boland. So yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yes, it has been tough for us, but not as tough, obviously, as for everyone uh, for a mm. normal restaurant. Uh, and you know, the other thing that COVID has done is that it has really just propelled our uh, our journey. Uh, yeah just you know little projects that i have been working on and thinking about we are now doing we just executing because it's like we have to do this now we can't wait you know like 
try, testing out wine, offering wine, uh, doing online ordering, uh, all that. Now we are building our own uh, delivery uh, system and we are building our own uh, ordering and delivery app. And, you know, it's something we, if it wasn't for Corona, we would probably have done it in in one and a half years or something like that, you know. So it, yeah. it has just really sp- sp- sped up all, uh, all uh, what do you say, innovation projects. So, yeah. and that's a cool thing, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I have, to, I have to definitely agree. I think, you know, I remember when the first lockdown happened, Yeah. right? Um, of course, around the globe, you know, and then the lockdown has been going on for many lockdowns now in Denmark yeah. and around yeah. the world. But I remember clearly like places like Hard Bakery and a few other, you know, kind of uh, takeaway option places. Yeah. Very quickly, you know, including yourself, clearly, yeah. you know, said, OK, boom, let's just pivot. Let's yeah, just, exactly. you know, help. You know, let's 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 this is a, this is a, you were surfing. This is yeah. a bad wave. We have yeah. to figure out our way through it. Exactly. Uh, and I think well, that was really inspiring to me. And that's why I you know, was like, this is great because clearly, you know, technology can really support yeah. uh restaurants and especially if you're takeaway i've i use the app all the time now uh your Thank app you. the guest yeah. and grill app uh, which is really fun uh because yeah. it's like you know it's like because i'm a tech guy of course yeah. i look at it like from a tech perspective but i have yeah. to also say you know like it's really it's really i think inspiring to hear that you're building your own distribution force and yeah you know a distribution network and you're going to do it yourself uh i mm. think because I'm a I'm a fan of technology, but sometimes I feel like, you know, there's better ways of doing it. Like I think yeah. companies like Vault and and yeah. you know Just Eat and everything, it's great they exist and there's a place for them in the market. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense for every restaurant. Doesn't no. make sense for every every company. No. And I think, and I think you know, th- what you're doing is, is a great example, and I really hope others follow and and you know do something similar because, you know. Whether you like it or not, people want to eat good stuff and yeah. they have money to pay for it and they want to support local. Yeah. You have to make it easier for them. Yeah. You know, you have to, as a business owner, your job is to say, can I make my offering easier and exactly. more innovative? Yeah. You know, instead of saying, no, I'm not going to change. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to wait for the government to pay me money. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm not saying that, you know, of course, certain certain establishments in the restaurant industry are so focused on experience right yeah it's almost impossible to create that in a takeaway box yeah but people are doing their people are doing their part you have to you have to adapt you have to innovate exactly. and it's 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 very positive i think for the industry to sort of hear that you know yeah, like rest companies like yourself are doing some interesting stuff so yeah that's really cool yeah and i'm excited to see the delivery force come up yeah so far it's good uh, picking up but it's still you know it's it's still a better experience in many ways and not waiting and all that, that it makes it a little easier. Yeah, you know, and and exactly what you're saying there is something that I'm uh, that I'm also really uh, really focusing on because earlier we would just be like, yeah, no, you can't uh, call us, yeah, you can't order in advance, uh, you have to stand in line, you know. But I'm really focusing a lot on, as you say, making it easier for our guests in any every way to to order food from us so yeah. uh, and and but and in that we still have to have the real gasoline grill experience that's why we don't want to 
work with Vault or any other third-party uh, delivery because we want to own the experience and we want to own our own guests also. So we want yeah. to be able to uh, uh, reach out and talk to them and whatever. Yeah. I remember I was talking to Susie, mutual friend of ours, yeah. um, about about this topic, right? Yeah. And from a software guy, from like a tech guy's perspective, I'm like, the technology software is not that complicated. No. You know, it's more, and, and, and to me, it's that like, you know, and I, I don't want to pick on Vault, but who no. gives a shit? They're worth a bunch, a bunch of billions, so they yeah, don't yeah. care about my opinion anyway. No, no, no. So I will pick on them a little bit because... Yeah. You know, they have a beautiful design. They have a beautiful interface. They've got a two-way marketplace where they have, you know, these uh, delivery people. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, I've ordered food sometimes from them. And, you know, it's not perfect and you can deliver, you know. But it's it's clearly, you know, a different experience altogether yeah. if, you know, you order food from somewhere and the, and the company has found a way to yeah. also be part of the delivery. Maybe they yeah. have partners, of course, you know. Yeah but that the experience is the same. And I think there's a big difference in that. And I think the next generation of innovations in this yeah. industry will come from there. You know, like yeah. we, we talk about like uh, the, the margins in the industry being yeah. super terrible, like being terrible, yeah. you know, how can you go around that? You know, maybe customers, you know, maybe offer different product lines. There's a lot of interesting things, yeah. you know, companies can do. And potentially because you're so constrained in your offering, mm. you can try some of these things. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, like you said, it's takeaway. So you're leading the way a little bit in some ways. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on is, and, and this can be one of the last things, but I think, you know, uh, I love the gasoline grill brand. Mm. And... I don't know how much of it was intentional, how much of it is came about, but you have really found a way to create something special from the branding perspective, right? Like I would wear a gasoline grill t-shirt any day. Yeah. I think I've asked you for it five times. So yeah. <laughs> I'm asking you on the record now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the merch is beautiful, mm. right? And, and 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 the branding, the logo. But not just like not just that. Mm. I think what you do with other people in the industry and how you kind of are doing some interesting stuff. Mm. That's really cool. Talk a bit about that and, and, you know, how much of it was intentional, how much of it kind of just happened. And, you know, I want to hear what went into that. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of it is intentional. And then that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. question would be, that, yeah. <laughs> would be that interesting. It's like, oh, no, everything happened randomly. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> and the reason why it's intentional is because I have a, a very clear idea of how you should market all things. I mean, how you should build brands. And that goes... Uh, with inspiration all the way back from Austin. You just have to be real. I mean, that's what it's about. You have to make incredible stuff and you have to be real. I mean, you can't wrap up a dog shit and then it's not dog shit anymore. It's still a dog shit. So you have to make something that's great. And then you have to, uh, you have to think about who you partner up with and, uh, and you really have to try and and make great stories on purpose, uh, and that's that's what we have been working with at all, uh, not at all, also at Austin, but at Gasoline Grill. 
so um, so it's really about um, yeah we talked about it uh, doing a great product and then telling that story uh, and doing collabs doing great stuff and just being genuine uh, and and you know I don't think you can do it uh, we can do it intentionally because we truly believe in it sincerely we want to uh, make a, a great workplace we want to serve great food we want to push the organic agenda all that you can't uh, you can't do it if you don't believe in it um, so that's the part I would say that's intentional some things are lucky you know uh, you are lucky that you go on Bloomberg's list of the 27 best burgers in the world, but we are there for a reason. I mean, yeah, you're lucky because you do all the hard work and then you do it with the intention that you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then you get lucky because, uh, you know, the guy shows up and has your burger. Or the yeah, girl, but or, or the someone, piece, yeah. someone tells him to, hey, check out this place. And they tell yeah. him to check out this place because the burger is great. And it's yeah. at a fucking gas station in the center of town, you know? But that's... He, he wouldn't have come yeah. if, if we were just in a regular uh, store, you know? No. Maybe not. But, you know, the novelty of that hole in the wall, that little thing you can tell a story about. But it's 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 a similar... I, I don't want to, uh, you know, make you blush, but it's a bit of an analogy to sort of Jiro Dreams of Sushi, right? Like, in a subway station, you get the best sushi in the world. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and it's, it's to me, I think that's, that's kind of what I love about this, about like the food industry mm. is that, you know, you had an idea and, and you got people together. And that's why I can relate it to a tech a lot in yeah. a weird way yeah. to building startups is like you wanted to do something and you had this vision and you want to get it as close to as in your head. Yeah. You know, in the, in the real world. Yeah. And I think that I can really respect. And I think that's kind of, ex that's, that is almost artistic in a way, right? In a mm. funny way, it's kind of like, you know, and I think when people, and there's very little of that kind of singular vision existing in the world, Yeah. you know, uh, that when that happens, people are attracted to it, right? And of yeah. course, when it's cultivated and the story's told in a positive way, and you know, you have these amazing collaborations you do also with uh, I, I know you did some fun stuff with Matt uh, yes. in Orlando, yeah. uh, and you just you did something with Ika de Sanchez, and I you were also involved in some capacity in, in the early days of the Noma Burger, right? I remember there was yes. some uh, collaboration bored, there. They borrowed our bun in the beginning. Yeah, they borrowed exactly yeah. the bun in the early days when yeah. the pop up happened at yeah. uh, the Noma yes. location. Uh, so I mean, it's just like, and I think that's what I like as well is that you know, growing up, I remember this idea that the restaurant industry was like mafia, like they hated each other. And maybe yeah. they were in the beginning, but yeah. in Copenhagen, I feel there's a very positive vibe, you know, like it's, it's, it's not a zero sum game mentality. It's like, no. you know, like we said, you eat three times a day and, yeah. you know, hopefully you're going to live for 80, 90 years, you know, if, you're, if we're lucky, touch wood, yeah. you know, so hopefully we're going to have time to go to all these places. And yeah. as long as you're more, as long as you focus on being you, yeah and unique then yeah. you know you attract the right people so yeah no you guys have done a great job and i think maybe we Thank finish you. on what is the what is the future for guest and grill what are you guys working on 
you know, of course, there's the new locations, but but like any any interesting things you want to talk about, like what you're going, you know, what direction are you going on in the future? Going in the future, sorry. Yeah, I mean, we are working. I mean, uh, hopefully, this first uh, half year we will have three new locations. So we will have nice. uh, we'll have the Tivoli one, we'll have the airport one, and then we are actually at the moment building on a location in Hellorp. So, nice. so that will, cool. yeah, so that will open hopefully in March or April. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, and from there, I think I I don't know how many more we can have in Copenhagen. I'm I'm not sure. Maybe maybe no no more. Maybe a couple more. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then I would like to uh, move internationally. I would like to open up abroad so that's something i have been working on for can you can you give me some little teasers of which countries you're looking at or i mean or I, like I, ideally the dream would be of course to open in america in in the us or yeah. to open in japan <laughs> that would be cool yeah <laughs> they would both be cool but exactly yeah. that would be cool yeah. and 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 the reason why obviously it's countries that i love and also, it it would just be such a cool story. Yeah, totally. it would be it would be cooler than say if we open up in Stockholm. You know, it's like yeah, whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But let's see. Maybe it will be Stockholm. I don't know. Maybe. So. <laughs> I mean, no offense. No yeah, offense no offense. Stockholm, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it's something. It's not. I there's no specifics, but it's something I've been. I'm like massaging a little bit and working on and hopefully i'll be able to work more like dedicated on it and more direct directly on it uh, this year so that's kind of that's the idea and then yeah it we 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 are working a lot on still on produce and on on making uh, making alliances with our distributors not our distributors but our producers to do great stuff, uh, you know, our meat producer we are working with to try and uh, we are getting organic meat, of course, from beef cattle. That in itself is great, but can we make it even better? Can we do meat from holistic grazing or, I mean, can we? Regenerative. Yeah. I mean, all this kind of stuff, we are working with them. So... Back to what Klaus Meyer tried to do, teaming up with the big ones to try and change. And now we have a size where we can ask uh, the big ones to, can we change something together? So that's also yeah. what we're working on. Exciting. And, yeah. No, it's really exciting. And, and I mean, I wanted to talk to you about Japan. I wanted to talk to you about fishing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and a few other stuff, you know, uh, but we 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 only have so much time. And yeah. uh, another thing, you recently became a dad uh, as well, yeah, so congrats yes. on that. I thank you, thank you. We've talked about it before. We're yeah. both early uh, early dads, so it's uh, but it's you know there's a lot going on, so mm. a bunch of topics we're to talk about. We'll have yeah. to do another one of these at some point, Let's hopefully in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully with some with some proper drinks, so it'll yeah. be fun. Um, yeah. But uh, I really really appreciate your time, Klaus, and, of course, and, yeah. thank and, you. and everything you told me. I think. Uh, I really think you know what you're doing 
in general as well as specifically is is really really cool especially with gasoline grill thank you and it's just fun to you know it's just fun to be kind of you know one of your friends and to kind of yeah. come to the rest restaurant and sort of be part of the journey yeah and you know it's fun awesome yeah. thanks so yeah. much Klaus. you take care thank you uh, thank you for having me and take care uh, too. we'll talk soon and and uh i mean we've talked about guesting beat a lot so download the app everybody and i'll link everything below uh in the show notes uh but yeah we'll uh we'll stay in touch ciao, ciao. cool see you talk soon. thank you